0: thanks for coming hey girl thanks
1: for coming well hello and thanks for coming uk my name's seth what's yours
2: good day jamal's here crikey it's stony
1: (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was your bit like we're promoting the drag race down under
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: Wrong podcast. My bad. We're
1: not there yet. Slow your <laughs> roll, Stony.
2: <laughs> for real. Don't you take away my vacation time.
1: <laughs> yes. Welcome back, everyone, to thanks for coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK on the
2: season two. The competition's heating up spicy, spicy queens this episode. Oh my God. It's the comedy episode.
0: We get to see LED doesn't mean Dallas. (laughs) Dirty diamond. (laughs)
2: Kinky. Hmm.
0: (laughs) She's the big D and she doesn't mean Dallas. No.
1: Diamond does Dallas.
2: Well, you know, it's not everything is <laughs> LA bigger Dallas. in Texas, and if we're really getting down to the D, Denali is in Alaska, and Alaska is the biggest state, so...
1: I don't know. Ellie's a giant, though. You know that D has to be big. <laughs> Hefty, for sure. <laughs> like, she's an actual, like, giant. <laughs> <laughs> well before we start i just wanted to tell all of our viewers out there that you're looking so sexy out there tonight Mm. and you make me want to dismantle the patriarchy
2: yes Yes. let's do it i'm so turned on right now yes thanks everyone for coming (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, all right you guys let's get into our little chit chat we had a couple topics to get into here right off the top of the show we just wanted to send a big i love you to one of our viewers who will be nameless and uh, and they will know who they are uh just got some sweet messages over the weekend and we wanted to let you know that we all now have heard them and we love you
2: Yeah. Messages like that are so sweet and they don't go unnoticed and we feel the love and the connection. So thank you for being a fan of the show. Thanks for enjoying us and allowing us to lift you up and... You know, good luck on this journey. It's fun and welcome to the party. Yes, I
0: love the UK like seasons because I love the like people from the UK on Twitter. Like it's honestly like my favorite time of the year when it's like UK season. So I just
2: don't ever want it to end. (laughs) Well, people outside of America, at least my perception, because I've only ever been to Canada. I have not left the Northern American continent. But I just feel like people are so much nicer outside of America and their fans are warmer. They're more genuine. No shade to you, American listeners. But I mean, this is just tea. Tea is tea. So yeah. thanks for the love, UK.
0: I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're like tired of America. Like we're tired of the bullshit here. So yeah. it's just like fun to like go and like learn about like the UK and be like, I want to go there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, Siri, play David Bowie's I'm Scared of <laughs> Americans or whatever that song is called. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Afraid of Americans. Maybe that's what it's called. I'm sure you all know. You He's
2: from your country. You should know. Yeah. Do a Google if you're unsure. But yes. But we, we really, like, I'm trying to make sure we, like, share our reviews and that we get more listener voices involved. So... Just thank you for that kind message. It really does put a pep in our step when we sit down to record a show.
1: Yeah, it makes it all worth it. So look forward to continuing to talk to you in the DMs, honey.
2: Talk to you soon.
1: T-T-Y-S, right? T-T-F-N. We'll we'll save that one for tomorrow. There you go. But that's a story for another day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not a a joke, just a fact.
1: Yeah, not a joke, (laughs) just a fact. (laughs) There you go. The most magically gay podcast. Not a
0: joke, just a fact. That's our podcast. <laughs>
2: it's, seriously,
1: we're not
0: a joke. We're just telling facts. Yeah. Stop laughing at us. <laughs>
1: um before we get into the episode, I I'm not I don't remember I feel like we've, you know, mentioned this throughout the episodes before and I've talked about this on Twitter this week but you know sometimes maybe people don't like following us on Twitter that listen to us so you know unfortunately this week Lawrence Cheney was bullied off Twitter deactivated her account and we just wanted to remind everybody that this is a television show uh, this probably happened uh, between nine months to a year before you're seeing it and you need to just kind of remember that this is a TV show. It's like the girls are probably already made up by now, which they have if you look at their Twitter and there's really no need to be sending um, fat shaming messages or death threats to people. It's really uh, inappropriate and rude because you're te- you're mad at them because they're bullying on a tv show but all you're doing is just bullying them so you're no better than the person that you're thinking is a bully
2: yeah and from one real bitch to you fake real bitches you're very brave behind a keyboard if you won't say this shit to somebody's face keep it sis don't waste your breath virtually or physically leave these queens alone and find a fucking life Yes, it's it's so rude. Like
0: I don't know why like and maybe it's just reality TV in general, but I feel like Drag Race fan, like the fan base, like we have like some very toxic fans which sucks because I don't know why we feel the need to like go after these queens on Twitter. It's just a fucking TV show. We're going to get into the episode and I actually disagreed with a lot of what Lawrence was doing during the show, but I'm not, like, out here, like, tweeting at Lawrence, like, being a complete bully or being rude. Like, it's just a show, like you can have your opinion of the show. That doesn't mean you have to attack the Queens.
1: Exactly. It's like, you can have your opinion. We're not telling you not to have an opinion, but you don't need to tag the Queens. Like you can tweet it if you need, if you feel the need that you have to scream it into the void. But (laughs) I mean, you can tell your friends, you can shade the Queens in private of your own home or text group conversations, group DM messages, Mm -hmm. but you don't need to at the Queens. Like you, they don't need to personally apologize to you for what happened on TV. Like, I mean, And I mean, truly and honestly, like, I am sure that Lawrence did not want to see this and has been dreading it the whole time. Like, I'm sure Lawrence looks back on it and, like, wishes that she could have done it differently and probably punished herself enough for it uh, mentally and things like that. Like, Lawrence doesn't need thousands of messages saying, oh, like, you're fat and you're stupid and you shouldn't have treated Ellie that way and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Ellie's not really like that clean in this whole situation either. So, uh, I get it, but like, (laughs) you know, there's, you know, not,
0: I mean, it's, it's not okay to just go after a horror in Lawrence. mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's just like, there's no reason to like go after these Queens and like the show is such a pressure cooker anyway. So If Lawrence was acting the way Lawrence did, it's probably a lot of the reason is, is because there's so much pressure and stress and you're like isolated from everyone else on the show. So it's it's like, so it's like, I'm sure like Lawrence probably acted way more passionate than what he probably would had if he was just like at home, you know, or like doing a gig with Ellie or something. So Everyone just needs to calm down.
1: (laughs) It didn't come off as bad the second time I watched it either. Like, I can see more why Lawrence was mad. And actually, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't even shown in this episode that I found out and that we'll get into that led up to some of these feelings from Ahura and Lawrence. So we'll get Uh into it.
2: Uh Uh-oh. I can't wait. I just love fresh tea.
1: Yes, girl. I got all the teas. You want breakfast tea. Oolong I would like tea. an
2: um, Earl Grey, please. Oh, uh,
1: actually, we're out of that one. Sorry.
2: Oh, well, shit. Hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> next time. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week. We clearly have lots of drama to get into, so stay tuned.
0: on uh, honesty <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK.
2: We're back, Queens. Another week closer to the crown.
1: It's a top five.
2: It is the top five. We're like
0: eliminating queens so fast in the UK. It's like, I wish it was the reverse on the US.
2: Uh. I wish
0: the long season was the UK season and the season 13 was over already. (laughs) But don't tell Candy Muse that because... Yeah,
2: she will block you. She will block you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> block
2: block away candy. Yeah.
1: S- <laughs> she's clearly so pressed. I don't even care. Like all these people saying that UK is better than season thirteen. It's just like, uh well you are tweeting about it.
2: <laughs>
0: right. No, she's like, you're still watching. I'm like, no shit, bitch, we have a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm legally obligated to watch the show.
2: Yeah, RuPaul demands it or I get sued.
1: <laughs> yeah geez like sorry for doing my job you don't see me coming into your (laughs) mcdonald's and telling you what to do
2: i feel like candy muse on twitter like i don't of course they don't engage negatively with the queens like if queens find me and come after me because i don't at them they're looking (laughs) for the drama hi aja love you check out aja's latest single
1: 21 Roads, bitch. Go download that shit. It's fire.
2: Download it now. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I feel like Candy Muse is like that cousin I'm like just kind of always bickering with because I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, bitch, stop. Like season thirteen's fine, but it's season 13. It's UK season two. It feels fresher. Facts are facts. America.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, i don't know it is what it is so whatever this isn't candy muses drag race if we don't want it to be so let's move on
0: (laughs) yeah good call
1: the top of the rupaul's drag race uk show sister sister has sashayed away
2: bye sister i hope you drop all that shit off at the goodwill
1: yeah i think we gave her a good um a good send off (laughs) in our podcast don't you (laughs)
2: Bye, sister. (laughs) I do. Do you like that Lizzo clip? Bye, bitch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we feel the way we feel. But again, you know, don't send hate to the queens. This is just a TV show. But oh my gosh, sister, sister. I have to give it to her. You know, her confidence was A1. It just didn't play out the way she wanted it to play out. And that happens in life. Yes, girl.
1: So after the elimination, Ellie is still feeling like the underdog after, you know, uh, Sister Sister left. She says that she had them all in her top five and she's wondering if they had Ellie in her top five. So Ellie's still like kind of like running with her inner
2: saboteur. Yeah, that's the perfect way to say it. There's some questions you need to really be prepared to receive the answer for, and this is one of them. Do you if really you, ask, wa-
1: you can't be mad what you hear. Exactly.
2: Just like if you go snooping through some shit, whether it's your husband, wife, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, like be prepared for what you might find because you went snooping. So if you ask a question like this, you have to be prepared for the answer. Yeah, Ellie is kind of like she took like Veronica
0: Green's torch a little bit, with, because she's like everyone hates me and you're wrong about it because I'm going to prove it to you. Except the difference is like Veronica Green actually won stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> we know what we can act. We can add Ellie to the you don't know what I can do club. Yes, with Veronica and um
2: you don't know what I'm one? capable of denali i think it was was denali yeah because denali's been getting the short end of the stick in a u.s track race i'm
0: saying this is somebody that one i like i love veronica green i'm excited to see her on season three and i also love ellie diamond but it is kind of like funny to me that she's just like they're all just like kind of
2: just like okay whatever ellie like eye roll emoji (laughs) well she needs to just let it go like i'm like okay i i see what you're trying to do here but at some point it's like what people say like stay quiet about your goals you have to just show the people what you're capable of instead of trying to argue it down like we can argue it until the sun sets and comes back up but you just have to show the queens.
1: Well, she clearly is one of those types of people that needs to have validation and acceptance among her peers. Like, this will appear again later in the episode, but... And she's 21. Yeah. I, I needed a lot of uh, validation when I
2: was 21,
1: <laughs> and I still do.
2: <laughs> we all have our good and bad days, but Ellie is yeah. only 21, so there's lots of growing to do still. Right.
1: So then, um, you know, they're really feeling this uh, race to the top four. And Ellie says, you know, this is the Scots versus the Brits. And, you know, her and Lawrence uh, hiss at the Brits.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a cute moment because it's very playful. And it's very like it's the kind of energy you need to have in a drag race situation. Yes, girl.
1: So it's the next day around the table and Ellie expresses that she's still feeling underestimated here it's like you know i'm happy that she is feeling the confidence to stick up for herself and that she you know is really like you know being strong and i'm that part i'm really happy with but you gotta let it go girl like if you want to prove them wrong <laughs> then prove them wrong like this is sort like you were saying tia Sort of had this thing going where like, oh, I'm Baroness basic, blah, blah, blah. But she wasn't like, oh, can you tell me you like me? Like she just, it's a competition.
2: Right. Right. Tia wasn't out here asking every week, like, what do you think is the most basic about me? Kind of like looking for an argument. Yeah. I think Ellie just wants the other queens to see her as a competitor in this race. And it's just like, sis, at some point you have to move on and just perform. Let it go, let it go. Yes, girl, all the way go. (laughs) And then build a (laughs) snowman.
1: Yeah, or a cheese man. Do you want to
2: build a cheese man? Oh (laughs) my gosh.
1: (laughs) Listen to the old episodes for that (laughs) reference. (laughs) So for this week's mini challenge, the queens have to do quick macho drag. They will perform in the mask for mask performance to RuPaul's
2: song Kitty Girl, now available on iTunes. I love these mini challenges. I just like to see the queens get silly and just like be part of the fun. Like if you're a stick in the mud, this is not a challenge for you because you just kind of have to let go and just be free in the moment. And I thought it was so fun to watch all the queens get loose and silly. Yeah, it was. Now that I'm thinking of it, this is why I was
0: why Jamal is so confused because UK and US had similar mini challenges this week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was fun to watch. But yeah, it was kind of very similar to that definitely I, I also thought it was funny like the whole goal of this
1: was to do macho drag but um laurence had on like a women's like power suit
2: listen can we talk about it i was like listen get into this like glittery butch moment i was feeling it she was like butch <laughs> lesbian realness whatever it's the yeah. same thing
1: <laughs> i thought ellie was really successful too like she said that she's more going for androgyny and i think that that was successful um Absolutely. i really liked her look a lot
2: I liked Ellie's look the most, too. And, oh, my gosh, Jolly Green Giant just towers over these queens in that look. I was just like, this is Elvis's queer sibling that we just have never met. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little bit Elvisy, Right? But, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I think Tace was looking like some sort of Lenny Kravitz, like them lim- Lenny Kravitz. <laughs>
2: I thought taste, um looked like the little Dr. Pepper person, the little tiny Dr. Pepper person in the commercials that's always singing.
1: Ooh, I don't know if I know that one. I line. don't know that either. I'm doing
2: a terrible job describing this, but every time Dr. Pepper has this miniature, oh my gosh, I'm about to lose my black card. Never mind. I'm not going to mention it. But anyway, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs>
1: Yes, go go YouTube the Dr. Pepper commercial like I will be doing after <laughs> this podcast.
2: Yes, please do.
1: I'm trying to remember who else that I really... Oh, you know, I liked Ahura um, and her little Dom Daddy, like, whip crack situation.
2: That was low-key sexy because there's, like, an attitude when you put on those kind of garments or you're in that mindset where it's just like, yeah, I know... How I look, and I know how you're feeling. So eat it up, Cistron.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know she
2: got Ellie hot and bothered with that look. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that moment. <laughs> so real.
1: But um, but yeah, that was a good one.
2: I'm trying to remember what Bimini did. Bimini is like I'm not gonna say like Bimini blended for me, but like this is up Bemini's alley she can turn like a punk rock look and just like perform and be loose and do all the stunts and tricks on 3 inch hills to 15 inch hills and (laughs) bust it wide uh. open in a (laughs) handstand so it's yeah good job Bemini.
1: yeah she was good so the, the winner of this mini challenge is Ellie Diamond so congratulations sis well deserved congrats yeah I was happy with that one So, for the maxi challenge, the girls will be performing a stand-up comedy special on the topic of
2: love. You know, I think I could be really funny at this one. I have some stories for your ass, but... I did not hear one grinder joke. Not one app-like situation type of moment. Not one.
1: Yeah. I mean, there there was the mention of dating apps, but that wasn't like the punchline.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, because wasn't Taste the one that brought up the dating apps but it was like yeah. a story for another time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's always a story for another time, girl.
2: taste if you're listening, you need to start an app called Alphabetti Spaghetti, and it can be a dating app.
1: Yeah, I'm down for that, girl. Do it, taste All the LGBTQIA letters, spaghettis, Alphabetti spaghettis.
2: Yes, and um, <laughs> just give me 5%. Yeah, I'll and
1: I'll, and I'll take one. Just because I'm feeling, you know, generous. <laughs> <laughs> so Ellie won the mini challenge. So she gets to pick the order of this competition, uh, you know, of the performing
2: comedians. Controversy.
1: Controversy. Let's get into our first tidbit about what they did not show on television. So and and all by the way, all this information that I found out is from Ahura's exit interview with Jody Harsh. So if nice. you're interested in the full interview, go check that out. Uh so what they did not show is that they actually came on an agreement on the order before Ellie picked the order on like the you know, the scene that we saw on TV. Oh. And so the order that they had settled on was Lawrence first, then Ellie then Tace, then Ahura, and finally, Bimini.
2: Okay, okay.
1: So then Ellie changes the order. Clearly, that's what we saw.
2: And she
1: changes the order to Ahura, Ellie, Bimini, Lawrence, and Tace. So that's kind of where this uh, start of the the anger kind of builds up from Ahura and
0: Lawrence. Got you. Okay, so that makes more sense because... I didn't understand why Lawrence was like so upset, but that would make it like different, right? If they all agreed on it and then Ellie's just like, nope, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, to me, it was like, who cares? Like, Ellie's just trying to make it better for herself. But if it's like they actually agreed upon it and then Ellie just like, you know, s- pulled the rug from under them, that's kind of rude. <laughs>
1: yeah well and also too um another thing that horace said in her interview was that um she had actually gotten really close with ellie over the conversation and like i guess they were facetiming like every day over quarantine and stuff like that and then yeah and and then of course you know her and lawrence are besties because they're both from scotland they kind of have worked with each other help each other out with looks and stuff like that so that's kind of like that's kind of why they're feeling hurt is because Ellie's supposed to be their good sis. And now she's like, she specifically is like trying to set them up for failure because she even said like, Oh, well I want to go after a horror cause anyone will look good going after a horror. So that's like to say that's your sis is like pretty rude.
2: Yeah. From a like performer standpoint and view of this entire thing and having just received this information, If I were to go into a competition with my jazz combo or um, symphonic wind ensemble, (laughs) I could not walk up to the adjudicators and be like, how dare you put me second after this person when this was the lineup you sent this day. Like it's just, it's a little unprofessional. And, but with that being said, everyone knows that the opener Is probably someone you don't want to see. Everybody wants to go for like the last slots. Think about TV shows we watch. Everybody wants the 11 o'clock, midnight, 10 p.m. slots where everybody's tuned in because they know they're going to be getting quality performance and goods. Now, if you've had a discussion (laughs) with your fellow competitors about an order that was supposed to be set, you might want to stick with that just because we are at a point in the competition where you might need someone to zip up your dress or tell you that you look crazy and it's you're kind. (laughs) I said it, but, um, crazy, like only a bitch you trust would be like, you need to fix this lipstick. Or do you really want to go with that shade? Or how about this idea instead of that? Because Rue might read it this way. So Ellie, by going against their trust is really burning a bridge. So I can see why, Lawrence and Ahura were upset because at first I was like well look bitch you're good or you're not like deal with the lineup it sucks and yeah what Lawrence is saying makes perfect sense as a performer but, but one if you're not in that space where you know those kind of unspoken rules you won't know that but two it's like damn Ellie for real like you really stepped in it because you don't tell someone you're gonna do something and then you flip the coin and then you want to keep bringing it up and maybe that's editing but it's like bitch stop talking about it you already did the deed so just sit in it now you have to sit in it this is what adulting feels like
0: well and from the edited show like not knowing the info that uh Mm -hmm. seth just told us like to me it was just like let ellie like decide the order because it's like she's trying to get an advantage like that was the whole purpose she wanted advantage to basically make herself in the best position possible mm-hmm. so for me it was just like why is Lawrence like bitching so much because it's like either you're good or you're good right like she's trying to put herself in a position the problem I felt with Ellie was that she didn't own it. Like, at yes. least were going to own it. But, like... <laughs> yes, that's um, the next topic we got to start on. Yeah, because it's like, if you're going to do that, Ellie, you have to stick up for yourself. You can't play the, well, I'm so sorry, like, everyone be nice to oh, me. I felt so bad about doing that. It's like, well, then change the order. Right. It's like, right. you should have just right. been, like... F you bitches. Like I've decided this because I need to win a badge and I'm here to prove myself. So you're just going to have to deal with it. But instead she wanted to like have both sides, like play it both ways.
1: You can't play the victim and be a bitch. Like, no,
2: you know, it's like just own it. Exactly. And while I agree with what taste is saying, it's like, look, she threw a marble. It's not her fault. You didn't look down. That's absolutely true. But what sucks about it, it's like we all were in agreement and then you changed it. So it really like it puts people in a bad negative space because now they have to look at you sideways and they kind of have to rework what they were working on. Not that they needed each other to perform well in this solo task, but, you know, they still have to shift their mindset.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I totally get it because like, you know, it's like either play the game or don't like, I understand what Lawrence was saying because Lawrence is like, well, don't ask us if you're, if we're happy with the order. It's like, we already told you we weren't happy with the order. Don't ask us like You're not going to change
2: it. So
1: I get why Lawrence is frustrated. It's not Lawrence being a bully. Lawrence is just frustrated with the situation.
2: Right. And we really need to be careful about throwing that word around. Like, People are allowed to have differences of opinions. What Lawrence and Ahura were were doing is not bullying. Because in my view, I was just like, Ellie, shut the fuck up about it. Quit bringing it up. Because I kept like opening the door. So this is just human reactions and emotions that are flowing on the show.
1: Right. So Ahura and Lawrence kind of go off and they vent to each other a little bit. Um, Ohora admits to being nervous now because now she has to go first, which she didn't think she was going to have to. And then they're both like, Oh, I hope belly bombs now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's some karma for your ass because listen, if you put me in the first spot, I'm not going to be excited about it. But you know, just going back to my particular performance experience, if I know I'm going first, I'm going to do my best to not be looking at the music Everything's going to be memorized. I'm going to do my best to dazzle you and make you remember me in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, like, if I were a whore, I'd be nervous, too, just because if that's not what you're known for, like, it, it is hard to open the show. And honestly, this challenge was very hard, not having an audience. Like, mm-hmm. you had four people that could potentially laugh at your jokes. So it's going to be, like, silent, which that's never would never be a good feeling right to like basically have your comedy routine in an, in an empty. Right. Audience. Because you
2: don't have those cues to go off of like, Oh, they're liking this. It's just a bunch of blow up dolls.
1: <laughs> Cause yeah. then you could have done like your like, like punchline. You could have thrown another punchline in there. If people were really laughing about a certain thing. Yeah. Yup. So uh, then the girls go into coaching with Alan cars. So that was really interesting to watch. Uh, some some of it was uncomfortable with uh, the filthy language.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like it's 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 tricky because I always go back to going to see the Christmas queens in indie. Rest in peace, um, Chi-Chi Devane, <laughs> because I will just never forget sitting... I think we were in like the third row. Shout out to the cop rolling on the trail right now. I still am so confused as to why police drive on this trail behind my house. It is weird. I don't like it. I'm going to have to do some inquiring about that. But Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was so distracted. It's like, why are these pigs on my property? Um, yeah, we're not on a farm here, so... Anyway um (laughs) you have to um fuck what was i saying about Um, the
1: filthy language and then you were talking about
2: yeah chi chi devane so she was telling the story about someone she'd hooked up with and the descriptions are pretty fucking graphic and you can see like the moms like ushering their children out of the theater which you know it's fine it's parenting we get it but for the drag queens i'm sure it has to be a little tricky because it's like yeah you're on a show it is the uk there's a different kind of humor and what am i allowed to say what am i not allowed to say like even if there's a bunch of beeps like i was laughing the whole time because rue and michelle were laughing it was like holy shit this might be good and then it's like oh you weren't pg enough sorry (laughs) Yeah, it was uh it turned out to be uncomfortable laughter, I guess. <laughs> I guess that, that makes me really want to see what they were saying because in a bar.
1: Oh, I know what she said. What'd Someone sent me the uncensored clip. She said the reason that her and her grandma have so much in common is they both have a gaping asshole.
2: Oh, oh. see, that's not even that terrible.
1: But uh, I I did find out also from her interview why that was beeped out. People this is something people were kind of complaining about. They're like, "Oh, this is homophobic." Like there's been worse said on the BBC. Well, the reason why it was bleeped out is because they had to get permission from Ahura's grand uh, nan to air these jokes that are about her.
2: Okay, okay. And
1: Ahura's nan said no, bleep it out. So that's why the jokes were bleep were censored. Eww. Okay.
2: And I can respect that part of someone who studied public relations, but okay, RuPaul, Michelle, y'all are offended by gaping as much all that fucking dad joke <laughs> shit y'all throw yeah. out there.
0: That whole thing didn't make sense Girl, for please. Michelle. She's
2: like, "It's the BBC." I'm like, "Girl, this please. is Drag
0: Race. Like, I don't know, like we've had like, I don't know, how many seasons now and we're always like, I mean, how like what was it season seven where the baby drops from what's her name's Tempest Azure. Like, yeah, like this is like the most
2: inappropriate show of all time. So and think about yeah. all <laughs> the shit that's been said in the workrooms too, or even RuPaul gesturing a double blowjob. Let's talk right. about that. Yeah, part.
1: in the season that RuPaul was talking about fisting. Yeah, that too. Right, we, we, can we go just, on.
0: we're on season thirteen and we we're talking about fistbook instead of Facebook. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, girl. So the next thing in the workroom, Ahora and
1: Lawrence are still upset, maybe even a little bit more upset now they've had time to dwell over this. You have to remember they are going home to a hotel room alone, so all there is to do is probably just stew over this.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, there's no phones. They take away their phones. There's no internet or connection to the outside world besides these queens getting their daily meals. So, yeah, tons of time for this to ruminate and fester.
1: (laughs) Yes, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Ooh, my favorite setting. Yeah. (laughs) So then a conversation happens that I personally enjoyed a lot uh, between Lawrence and Tace, and they're talking about being insecure about their bodies and their dating woes. I really appreciated this one.
2: Yeah, I, I just enjoy, in general, we lo- we watch a lot of Drag Race, but one of my favorite parts of the show is just hearing those very real moments and stories because I feel like the majority of viewers have experienced these things. And this is what we mean by having a platform. It's like helping others indirectly because these are the two queens talking about their unique experiences. But it's nice to see someone like, oh, my God, it's Lawrence or, oh, my God, Tace. And they're feeling the way I do. So I really, really appreciated it.
1: Yeah. I really appreciated, like, because I know initially I would, of course, you know, relate more to Lawrence's point of view. Um, but it was interesting to then hear it from Taste because, I mean, Taste is, cl- you know, clearly attractive, <laughs> uh, voted <laughs> trait of the season. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear the reasoning sort of behind it for taste and you know, I, and then like being able to relate to taste who's someone I would be like, normally like, whatever, like you're hot, like you could get whoever you want. Like I, there's this quote that really just stuck out with me. Taste said, if I was an attractive person, then why wouldn't I be with someone by now? Cause that's definitely like been my internal monologue before. And so I was like, really, really, and then like being able to relate to taste was also really like, interesting and validating. So I I really like this conversation. I thought it brought up a lot of interesting topics.
2: You just never know. And this is huge in the queer community because I feel like all of us have had, we can probably more relate to Lawrence because we've been heavier queens at one point in our lives. But I know plenty of people in the queer community who might be like smaller or their skin might be a little darker than the others. And there's just all these things that to outsiders makes them attractive but to them and their experience it's made them hopefully not targets but um it's opened them up to more negative experiences and connecting with humans than more like positive experiences and it's just like there's a lot of people out here you look at them and it's like oh you're fit you're small But it's like, what if they don't want to be small? What if they've been trying for years to, like, gain weight and they just can't? Like, you never know a person's story. So I just like opening and listening to people (laughs) in these moments. Yeah,
0: I mean, everyone has their own, like, personal struggles. So it's like, don't just assume. You know, everyone assumes, like, oh, well, they look this way so you know they must be 100 percent perfect and it's like that's not how it works queen
1: (laughs) right because like for someone like um just to give an example of what you know you jamal was saying you know um kurt cobain from nirvana a very skinny guy very um shorter skinny guy and he was so insecure about his um you know his weight and his size that he would wear like you know layers of clothing to make himself like and and baggy clothing to make Mm -hmm. himself appear bigger than he actually was Mm -hmm. so i mean there are you know it's like we have to remember that there are people on both sides of this and just to be kind to each other you know you never know like because like you know i would assume someone like taste would never have any issues getting a guy and clearly i was wrong so just don't assume
2: right it's it it does a lot more for you as a genuine human if you just listen and learn from people, you can't put people into boxes or try to put people in the boxes because it's different globally.
1: Right. So let's go ahead and get into the standup show. Go ahead and talk about those routines. First up, we'll start with the opener, Ahura.
2: Uh, Ahura. I was actually, it's it's so hard without a live audience. Like all those blow up dolls listening to Ahura. I was like, oh my gosh, I think she's doing well.
1: <laughs> I thought she was doing well too. Cause you know, like the judges are laughing and it turns out it was because they were uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I know. And I thought that part, well, whatever. I, I thought they were having a good time too. I was like, Oh, that was uncomfortable laughter. I could not tell, but, um, she looked fabulous. I thought that for an opener it could have been way worse. So good job pushing through a and just being you. I mean, you're assigned a challenge, and they don't tell you what you can or can't say. And it's a lot to sit down and as a creative, just come up with an idea, let alone execute an idea in such a short period of time too. So um, I thought she did what she needed to do.
0: Yeah. I thought she did like a lot better than what I was expecting, I guess. And again, I said this earlier, but I just don't feel like the criticism that she got was like deserved like, I, I feel like it was just, just like a bullshit reason that Michelle and Rue gave
1: yeah I don't know I kind of have conflicting opinions about the judges critique because the first time I watched it basically everyone got the opposite critique of what I thought so like <laughs> if I thought they did good they would get bad critiques and if I thought they did bad they got good critiques mm-hmm. but then like going back to watch it the second time I'm kind of like yeah I mean Aurora wasn't really that funny like there were no and she was also really nervous too like you could tell she was stumbling over one of her jokes and, and Rue even threw her the bones like how dumb is she because it's like you know she and that joke was also weird too because she was saying like oh me and my nan like we're like besties we have gaping assholes together and it's like and then like we immediately switch into you know why my nan is so dumb it's like it's just kind of weird it's like that's not the story that you were just telling
2: right if we're getting like to the nitty-gritty of it all it was a little all over the place and you can definitely feel the nerves for sure
1: yeah definitely um yeah, <laughs> I feel like I was going to say something else, but no. Um, let's move on to Ellie Diamond. What did we think of her? Stand up.
2: <laughs> Dirty Diamond. Oh, my gosh. Ellie was oddly funny to me. Like I wasn't sure quite where it was going, but I was just kind of like the physicality of it all, the physical comedy, plus what she was saying and the voice changes. It. I was getting like the conjuring goes to pride for sure. yeah
0: it was definitely i don't know like it was there was parts that was funny but it just felt so like awkward and weird to me like that she was going because there was just like no like reasoning relief to go in between the voices or it felt like out of place so i mean i thought it was fine i don't think ellie is like i don't view her as like a comedy queen so I think she made it work for what she needed to do.
2: I like that she was kind of trying to play up like this alter ego situation. It just felt awkward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I thought it was entertaining for sure. Ellie was another person that seemed a little bit nervous, like you could tell. Like I don't like she seemed a little bit like out of breath or something, uh, like not not really studying, stuttering, but um she did seem a little bit nervous to me.
2: Yeah, she was on a roll and you can just tell that she's trying not to get ahead of herself.
1: And then it didn't make sense when she was like talking about like the guy was like, "No." It's like and then there was like no explanation like at all of that. I don't know. That part was really confusing. So I could see why she was like more towards the bottom, like, but I don't, I don't think she should have been lip syncing either. So I think it played out, you know, with her safe, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we have Bimini. She was a really big standout in this competition.
2: Bimini is just naturally funny. I did not expect Bimini to crash and burn at all. And we've seen plenty of funny queens on Drag Race, on all the franchises, kind of, you know, drop the ball when it comes to the stand up challenge. But Bimini has this kind of coolness about them, especially when it comes to like being funny. And she even said it in the jokes. It's like, you know, just the fact. They know who they are, and when you know yeah. who you are, regardless of your profession or what you do daily as a hobby, you perform so much better and effortlessly.
0: Yeah, I thought Bimini like coming out was just gorgeous. First of all, like I loved her look, and then too, like it just felt like she was having like a conversation with us, and kind of we we're all just you know sitting around like listening to. Bimni tell stories, so it really it just flowed well, and it, I mean, you know, maybe the highs weren't the highest, but she didn't really have any lows either. So it was just it was a good like solid comedy routine.
1: Yeah, totally. And she looked so beautiful. I thought like the whole time I kept being like, man, she looks just like Madonna, like a young Madonna. Yeah, oh, yeah, that Madonna. makes
2: sense.
0: Yeah, I, I was telling Jamal like she kind of had like Gaga vibes with the like when she's like.
2: American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, Mm, mm -hmm. I
1: can see that. Yeah. Uh, Next we have Lawrence.
2: I thought Lawrence was funny. Lawrence is another person who's just naturally funny. Now, there's always the risk with the arts kids to get in their head, but I actually enjoyed Lawrence's set. I didn't feel like there was any spots where I was like, oh, queen, but I'm not that kind of viewer either. I'm not looking for the queens to fail. I enjoy it or I don't.
0: I mean Lawrence is just funny like Lawrence reminded me of just like one of those queens that you go see like at the local like club that's just so funny and like has like the best jokes it Lawrence just felt natural out there I think like she did get dinged for kind of some of the jokes had long setups and I I kind of agreed with that criticism Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but still like she did so amazing and like when she did have the jokes they hit so good so it was like it was amazing it made up
1: for the lull right it did um one one joke that i did want to kind of explain because i know we do have a lot of canadian and u.s listeners is when she said she was known as big and poofy (laughs) um so in in england poof is slang for like the f word ah okay so it's like oh you're a poof like you're like flamboyant like super gay basically
2: Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm about See,
1: to start. I didn't even know.
0: I laughed, but I didn't really understand. I'm about to start yeah. calling
2: people poof.
1: Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> that little poof over there.
2: <laughs> hey, I was one back in the day. Yeah.
1: Girl, I'm one now, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's talk lastly about taste, the closer of our show.
2: Oh, what a tough spot to be in because the end spot is like the finale. You have to end strong. And I thought taste just did like all right. She always looks stunning, but this is not a comedy queen. I think Tace is really funny in their talking heads, but this is not a comedy queen that's going to put together something for you to come and pay your good coins to laugh at. So I wasn't expecting that from Tace.
1: Well, and she's going right after Lawrence. And so there's that's that. a tough act to follow.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and taste I actually thought, like, had kind of, like, the conversational style that Bimini had. But I think where Tays like, screwed up was obviously the, that's a, a story for another time. And then, two at the end, like, I felt like she kind of lost her, like, train of thought or forgot what she was going to talk about and kind of repeated the same joke again Mm -hmm. so I think that just really kind of hurt her
2: yeah I think it would have served her better to play that up more like a Jada Essence Hall look over there like if you're going to say it's a joke (laughs) for another time like make that the punchline for everything like set up some ridiculous scenario and then just leave them hanging to the point where they love it and they thought you were hilarious because you never told them what the fuck was going on (laughs) yeah
1: it it needed to be more like not a joke just a fact
2: yeah yeah i guess that's yeah
1: (laughs) yes girl all right well we got into the uh the comedy show so let's go ahead and take a quick little break and we'll get back and talk about these runway looks Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming
2: needs. woo Yes, Manscaped.
1: Offer code TFCPOD, of course. Um,
2: <laughs> a promo code that will actually work if you go to the website and use it. It's a first.
0: <laughs> yeah, this time we're being serious.
2: Well, I definitely appreciate Manscaped reaching out because I have you know, tried various trimmers over the years, and I can get it down to how I like my bits and things to be for my personal taste. But I was always so scared to get too close. And the trimmer comes with a guard that's really easy to use. And that helped me tremendously. Very, very nice product, the Lawnmower 3.0.
0: Yes. And it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can, you know, put on next to your vanity and it doesn't take up much space at all. It keeps the trimmer charged. It uses USB. So if you know you need to travel or something like you can use it with pretty much anything. And another bonus, it has waterproof technology. So if you're like me, I love to shave in the shower. So this is perfect. So now I can start trimming uh, my other areas with this.
2: Ooh, it's (laughs) even got a little flashlight on it for those of you who like to take showers in the dark or with candlelight. So you can see exactly what you need to do down there.
1: Yes, girl. This battery will last up to 90 minutes. The Lawnmower 3 has been upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor and i am one of those people that do like to use it in the dark i do my best work and most creative when i'm in the shower so i am of course super excited to use it in there i actually last time i used it i actually carved (laughs) rupaul's name into my pubes it's so accurate (laughs) yes you're welcome ru
2: Congratulations on that one that's skills Well, in addition to the lawnmower listeners, there are all kinds of products on manscaped.com. We also receive some ball toner, which is fabulous if you need a little pick-me-up throughout the day. Those of you who love to walk around naked, this is perfect. You know, spray a few pumps, let it air dry before you put back on those underwear and you're good to go the ball deodorant is fabulous as well
1: so if you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code tfcpot at manscaped.com this product is of course for all men so even if you have a vagina then you are still able to use this this is manscaped for yes, all men for all men <laughs> Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use offer code TFCPOD. Your balls and vaginas will thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Yay. We did it. <laughs> Yay.
2: We did it. <laughs> we did it, Lawrence. I'm making that a cold open somewhere. We did it, hose. Yay. We did it, hose. <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we will more quickly get through these <laughs> runway looks. Uh, category this
2: week is stoned on the runway. Ooh, I love all of these like themes that are forcing the queens to work with textures, honey. This should be a good one.
1: Yeah, who stood out to you? I think, um, I'm trying to remember who I like the best. It's hard to pick.
0: I actually have like three favorites, I guess.
1: Okay, who's your favorites? All three. Ready go. Okay,
0: so I think Ellie Diamond's look is one of my favorites she's done all season. I thought it was really pretty with like the nude part up like on her like chest or whatever with the stones and stuff. And then I also thought Tace was absolutely gorgeous. I love like the metal with like this the jewels dripping down and her hair was just amazing. And then I think obviously Bimini's was like really out of the box and just really cool. I loved her hair and just how like punk she looks like she's always just so cooler than everyone else.
2: And like, I just want to be her. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought taste looked like a supermodel. I thought she Taste always looks so good. I really appreciate um, Bemini's approach to the runways though because she always takes it out of the box and like the last thing you're expecting when you hear stones on the runway is like fabulous zits. (laughs)
1: yeah i was like really confused i was like how is this like stoned on the runway but then i was like watching the second time and her outfit has like is really stoned and it you know kind of ties into her
2: acne on her face and yeah the outfit is nude because it's skin and all of the stones are meant to look like a mass breakout if you will so the attention to detail and commitment to theory is just a one
1: yeah totally really good I really, uh, yeah. Like what you said about taste, taste to me looks so beautiful and especially the lip sync, which we'll talk about in a second here. But, um, yeah, taste looked really amazing. So freaking beautiful. Yeah, these were some really good runway looks. I, I enjoyed them quite a bit.
2: The queens are coming to play. I liked Lawrence's look too. Just I thought that it was like a safe look. I was getting like a Crystal Gem vibe if we have any Steven Universe fans out there. <laughs> this is a Rose Quartz look. Goes to the club.
1: <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. I like, want to break off a, a bit of it and put it on a necklace. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, and see, I thought a horse was fine. It was just... One thing I told Jamal is like I feel like the IV thing has been so overdone like on drag race. I feel like every season now we have somebody like walking out here with like an IV bag and I just I don't know like it's nothing like bad that she was wearing. I thought it was fine. It just it seems like overdone to me, I guess.
1: I guess that's fair. That's fair oh before we get into untucked let's we're about to get there uh o'hara said that actually on while they were on their runway they asked the queens like who should go home you know how they asked them that
2: oh yes
1: so i clearly we did not see that of course oh. so that's why her and lawrence were so worked up because ellie had mentioned o'hara's name on the runway
2: oh shit damn yeah. why would they cut all of that out? I mean,
1: there's only so much time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I
2: guess. I guess like part of me, I, I realize there's like so much that goes into creating a show, especially for like a set amount of time. But why would you set the queens up to be treated the way they are by the toxic fans? I feel like there's some explaining to do when you cut out scenes like that
1: right exactly because i mean this is about the time they typically do that like right before the finale Mm -hmm. so it makes sense and i understand that we're not able to show it but you know maybe it was running long because it was a comedy they were showing all the comedy sketches or whatever Hmm. um you know and and maybe maybe that'll be a clip that we see online on on wow or vh1 site or whatever but i hope but yeah so. so that's That's the reason why the girls were all heated again. So it's not them being bullies out of nowhere. This being provoked by a TV show, which is why we don't need to send hate to the Queens online because you don't know everything, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, now we're untucked and Ohora is mad. She says, you know, she hasn't been able to look at uh, Ellie all day and Ellie's, you know, kind of feeling maybe bad, maybe, maybe regretting her decisions, but that's the decision that she put herself in.
2: Yeah. You made your bed. Now you have to lie in it. The good old saying, and it makes a lot more sense. Now having seen Ahura and Lawrence's reactions to Ellie and untucked now knowing what went down because, at first it was like oh y'all are just being dramatic you're good or you're not but then it's like no their their trust was betrayed so they just felt away about their sister
1: right because i mean we even see it at the beginning of the episode it's like oh you know like i know they're just joking but it's like oh we're it's like scotland versus england and like it's like her and ellie Mm -hmm. or it's um it's her and uh lawrence so it's like you know it's like it really, I can understand why Lawrence feels betrayed because even outside of the competition, they were friends before, and then I'm sure that they got closer through the competition. And people to be like, "Oh, well, Lawrence is always so demeaning of Ellie or whatever through the competition," but to, like they they want to throw that out there, which is like. I guess kind of true, but it's also like Ellie asking for Lawrence's opinion.
2: (laughs) Right. And I just appreciate full context. Like We can ask for all the receipts and evidence in the world. At the end of the day, we still have to have the capacity to realize that this is a TV show. And that most of the time, there's probably a lot more going on than we see. So just remember to ask yourself that as a viewer and a fan of drag and a fan of the Queens. Right, because...
0: Going after watching this episode, I was actually very annoyed with Lawrence and how like he reacted to Ellie. So it was kind of like, but after you told me like what, um, kind of the tea with Ahora, what she said, like it totally mm-hmm. makes sense now. So it's like that's exactly why everyone just needs to realize it's an edited TV show. Like you can go off of the edit, sure, but like that is a good reason not to attack the queens and just realize this is entertainment it's not meant to be like life or death here
2: right and it's all in the past it's they've all already right. made up it's, everyone's fine it's all in the past think about it listeners seth or i could take the episodes we record and just totally rework all of our words that we say and just paint one of us to look like an asshole for clicks or for the drama and there you have it yeah, I mean <laughs> Jamal edits this podcast every week to make me look
0: terrible. But you yeah, don't see me. I do. I do
1: as well. There's actually a secret path between me and
0: Jamal.
2: That's why you're the shadiest of them all.
0: We've- I know. because yeah. you edit out the part where I was just like, "Just kidding," and <laughs> I didn't mean that. But yeah, I, I always
1: edit those out. But I, I leave all the all the times he says "like" and
2: <laughs> there's no time for JKS in this podcast. Okay. <laughs>
1: but yeah so there's you know the kind of argument you know ellie says she feels bad and lauren says like she doesn't believe it because you know um she was the one that made the order she didn't seem really that upset about it you know whatever anyways so bamini wins the challenge congratulations i think that is well deserved she did well in the comedy and on the runway. So
2: all around. Good job, Bimini. Yes. Slayed it. I
1: love you, Bimini. Yes. And that means of course, in the bottom two, we find taste and a And if you listen to last week's episode, I fucking called this shit.
2: You totally did. I just had a feeling it was going to happen after Spoilers. last week's episode. <laughs> yes. I was like, I fucking called it. <laughs> Good job, Queen. Keeping that oracle crown sparkly.
1: I was shocked that they did send Ahura home because Ahura has two badges and has been doing really well and Tace's lip sync like twice, actually three times now. Yeah,
2: that's the third time, which makes her an official lip sync assassin. But I mean, yeah. I was telling Stony, he was like, I can't think of anyone that emotes and performs the way that Tace does. All the Queen's have their personal styles of performing on Drag Race and in the clubs and their day-to-day, right? But I feel like Taste just has this superpower where she really puts it into the moment and you feel it and there's no denying it.
1: Yeah, this was a very emotional performance from both of them. And I thought this actually could have even been a double save, in my opinion.
2: I thought it was going to go that way before Ahura was sent home. I was like, no, there's no way she's sending anyone home after that
0: i feel like it's just so hard it's i mean it always gets like this at the end of drag race seasons like where you're down to like the top five and it's like who do you get rid of especially like this season it's just like everyone's doing so well or has their own um like strengths you know what i mean so it's just hard right i mean i don't know even even in ahura's video
1: she said that she expected the double save as well because they both had performed so well yeah and that she was like all right well i guess just kidding i'm going home (laughs) but but that just i don't know that was just such an amazing lip sync i think that's going to be one that i remember forever
2: yeah and it goes to show you the level of competition that's coming out of the uk i mean this is season two we have another great crop of queens and we're to the point where we're splitting hairs so you just yep it's hard to call it is
1: all right let's go ahead and talk about our fantasy league to see what's
0: happening over there yeah so ahora was eliminated this week which means i officially no longer have any uh people left in my draft <laughs> oh no stony's out yeah. bye <laughs> so thanks for coming girl yeah, so I went out on a high note. So I I went out with a season low of 190 <laughs> points.
2: <laughs> damn, bitch,
0: you couldn't even break 200? He's stuck there, too. Ouch. <laughs> For the rest of the damn season. Because I don't even think we do miscongeniality congeniality on UK, which is they need to fix that, by the way. Is it like an unofficial vote with UK? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it doesn't mean nothing would happen anyway, even if I did win it. <laughs> um, it's not like Sister sister is winning Miss Congeniality. Ah! Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so Jamal's in second place with 275 points. And Seth is barely ahead in first with 285 points.
2: Ooh, so, bitch. We're having like a claw off here. Yeah, you <laughs> caught up to me.
1: I, I thought I had 290 points last week, so I don't know if I got deducted five
0: somewhere, <laughs> but... Wait, I think you're confusing the...
2: Um... He's pulling at me.
0: Are you confusing
1: I don't US know. Drag Race? I want to see the chads, girl. Like, we need to stop the steal here. There are no hanging chads
2: on this
0: <laughs> podcast. Go to. <laughs> so, just so you're aware... It's a top four. Jamal has Ellie Diamond and Bimini Bon, Boolash. and then Seth has Lawrence Chaney and Tace. Okay. Yes.
1: Which- I feel like we each have one strong person
0: and one person that might get eliminated.
2: Yeah, yes. this is going to be a fight to the end. That's what <laughs> I was going to
0: say because I feel like Bimini and Lawrence are basically, that's going to be, one of them two are going to be the winner.
1: I think so, yeah. So
0: it's like, this will be an interesting, and you guys are
2: like, pretty much tied up at this point. Neck and neck. We're fighting it out in the dirt. I do enjoy Ellie, but I feel like the top three is going to be Tace, Bimini, and Lawrence.
1: I think it's going to be Ellie, Lawrence, and Bimini. I think Tace is next.
2: Uh, Yeah, we'll see if she can keep pulling off her lip sync magic.
1: And I was right about the last week's matchup lip sync so
2: Ooh, oracle powers in play uh-oh we'll
1: see who's right stay tuned next week everybody <laughs> all right well thank you all for coming it's been another fun week at thanks for coming the most magically gay podcast uh we'll be back to uh with you tomorrow to talk to you about season 13 but that's a story for another day <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank god Thank you in advance for your reviews and love online. Follow us at TFC Pod anywhere you do social media, mostly Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, thanks for the love UK. We love interacting with all of you and all of our fans. So thank you all.
1: Yes. And if don't forget that if you or one of your loved ones need great manscaping products, you can go to manscaped.com and use offer code TFC pod and you'll get 20% off and free shipping uh, this is great for giving people presents, perhaps, or for yourself. Like I said, this is for all men, cis and trans men. So I really think that you guys should just go buy it and help support us, too. It helps us out when you guys go buy them. That's right.
2: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you love to find Manscaped in your Easter basket? Yes, do it for the ding, ding, I dong. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just want to... <laughs> wake up in the morning and hear that gentle humming noise.
2: I mean, ball reviver, get into it. Come on.
1: <laughs> yes, bitch. Get your balls under control. Or their
2: balls under control. Hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> all right, you all. But well, we'll be back t- in your ears tomorrow with some more Drag Race episodes. But until then, it's a story for another day. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Sing my song. <laughs>
1: Ding dang dong, UK Hein, <laughs> bang bang bong. <laughs> Is that Dirty Diamond coming That's out? The That's Dirty right. D version. <laughs> <laughs>